yeah i think it just needs to start a lot more this? casual oh. I, I just started it i think that's <laughs> that's how we're gonna go in okay but um so we kind of planned out a few categories that we want to hit on and talk about um the over encompassing kind of topic i think will be passion passion yeah our passions our hobbies all the obstacles the drives everything um we just want to like i think me and you have a lot of like uh that in common similarities similarities yeah um we both are very outdoorsy people and um in architecture i think we like look at it the same way you know like we we have the same take on how we want to pursue our life basically I, i don't even know if that's how same to put lifestyle. It. Same lifestyle. Yeah, we have a very similar way that we want to live. But basically, like, I don't know. I kind of want to ask you how, why, why architecture? I think that's like the... Why architecture? <laughs> um, okay, well, I was always like good at math and science, which is like, yeah, but I was also really good at art, which is like... Okay, but not that's, com- that's okay. Wait, wait. It's, <laughs> it's not common though to have like someone who's like right-sided on their brain, but also left-sided. Yeah, I think okay. It's funny because we literally just talked about this with yeah Alex a Peng. Um, we both had this professor named Peng who honestly like he changed the way I saw architecture. Me too. On everything, and he was he asked us this question Shout again. Shout out to you, Alex. Shout out, Alex, Mr. Peng. Um, but. He asked us this question again when we started this semester, and he was like, don't give me that bullshit answer, because I like to do Minecraft, play Minecraft, or <laughs> I like to draw, and I like math. And now I think that that has evolved. I've seen architecture more like, um, it's a, it ties into my indecisiveness of what I want to do with my life again. It's about doing everything. I really want to do, like, I want to dip my toes in everything. I want to learn every skill. I want to, I don't know. I just think that's like, it's too big of a world to like tie yourself to one thing. Exactly. Okay, so back to my story. (laughs) Um, So yes, I'm good at math. I'm good at science. I'm good at art. And in high school, I volunteered at the Aquarium of the Pacific Mm -hmm. in Long Beach. And there I like got to explore my passion for like the environment, especially the ocean. And that's when I like I knew I wanted to do architecture because that's a way like I could help save the planet. So it's more of like a humanitarian cause. Yes. Okay. I, I see that, yeah. Definitely architecture is like it's got so many fucking paths to do that. So Yeah, no, especially because like most of the pollution comes from buildings and I just my focus is to like design environmentally friendly buildings that's what i want to do not only that like now you have the skills to like start your own nonprofit. you have the skills to literally do whatever the fuck we want like it has it doesn't need to be anything with architecture like we have some graphic skills we definitely have communication skills with how we have to present and have to like get the balls to not cry every time our projects get torn up architecture is like an all-in-one course and how to like do everything yeah exactly and it's i love it i love it i couldn't be more proud of what i picked and where we like are ended now or ended up like knowing we're not done yet <laughs> but i mean we've come a long way we're fourth well yes. yeah <laughs> we've both been in, in the program for four years so we definitely know a lot i think despite like how much we think we're capable of it, yeah but you can never know 
enough that's like how i think of things like i do know a lot about a lot of things but it's not a lot like i have i always have space but if you see the world like that like are you ever gonna learn anything because the world you're never gonna learn even up one percent of what there is to know no matter how much you study you're never gonna know one percent of what there is you know yes yes you are gonna learn no (laughs) i know i'm not but it's just like good to like dip your toes in like all those pools so like you have conversations with people that experience different things so you can use those things that you learn to relate to them i'm trying to like more dig out like your view on knowing things kind of like when will it be enough you know like will your life ever reach uh where you'll be satisfied of knowing things or is it okay to not reach that? I know that I'm not going to know everything. Then what's the point of kind of like learning more, you know? To like widen my like view yes. of life. Because like I was, I see things as in relative to what I knew before to <laughs> what I know now. And that's why I meant by like, we've come a long way from first. When we, we have. Yeah. So um, I think another drifting off to a different uh subcategory of this passion a big one those obstacles oh boy yeah we right now i think we're all experiencing the same one that's very drastic and very major the pandemic coronavirus (laughs) it's gonna be a reoccurring kind of topic i think in this in these podcasts but um i don't know what how has it affected your your passion has has it changed has have things become better, worse? What do you think? It's definitely harder to get out of bed in the morning it, yeah. when you don't have to wake up one hour before class and look for parking. So kind of like the whole gaining uh, something from it, something social, something fun. So, I Yeah, I honestly, like, I miss the studio environment. Yeah, it was... Because staying up at 3 a.m. is a lot easier when there's other people around you to keep you awake. <laughs> yeah, and, like, motivation. I feel like having that system of reward. Yeah, and, like, just the, like, thought of sharing ideas with other people. Like, in studio, like, you can just walk around and be inspired by other people's work. But at home, what am I going to do? Look outside the window and Okay, but inspired? it doesn't have to be specific to architecture. I mean, our passion lies in, like so many things you're in your sorority mm-hmm. um i think we're not gonna name names or we're not gonna like name anything specific just like to keep this but yeah like the pandemic has had its ups like we've been snowboarding a lot more yeah so we are like looking into our yeah. kind of our activities and how to get like hone in on these other passions mm-hmm. since like this one um specific thing that was obstacle well more of like the architecture how it was like encompassing everything Mm -hmm. out of our life now it's not now we have it that is like the the up in all this yeah so we can kind of focus more on like like our other little hobbies yeah exactly but um why do you think we have that like we have so many things that we kind of try to branch off onto like I, i know that we like to know a little bit of everything but I feel like there's some deeper That's because we meeting. like to keep moving. Like, we, we we don't just, like, sit down and do one thing continuously. Like, we like to, like, switch it up and... But there is something good about, like, just sitting down and getting to know one thing so well that you're literally an expert at, you know? Like, that's most careers, I think, where 
becoming a doctor, a lawyer, like you are an expert at one thing or not one thing, but like a specific kind of um, goal. Like, do you think there's something different about like not us, but just you? Like, why do you think? Well, yeah, because like when I was younger, I was very sick. I don't know. I told you this. Like, I had a blood problem and I wasn't allowed to go outside a lot. Mm -hmm. That's how I got, like, that's how I really got into art because that's all I did when I was younger. Just painting? Yeah, no, because I had, like, this blood problem where, like, I would bruise really easily. So I couldn't do, like, any sports or, like, any outdoorsy shit. (laughs) It was was a sad, lonely (laughs) life, yeah. But I got better, like, in the beginning of high school. And, like, after that, my doctor was like, yeah, you could do whatever you want now. And you know I did that no yeah if i was i mean that's similar to what a lot of us are experiencing right now we're all locked up to i feel like that might be kind of an outcome that we're not yeah like that's definitely been like a benefit to me because like i've been used to like being cooped up at home Mm -hmm. that i know how to like deal with it mentally or like socially or like both like yeah i grew up with my cousins as my best friends because i wasn't allowed to go out so (laughs) I'm used to that, but a lot of people aren't like handling like just being at home. Honestly, I feel like I'm one, of, I'm one of those people. I've definitely hit multiple walls, but more recently I've, I've gotten like very uh, to a point where I've never experienced this level of kind of like loneliness mm-hmm. and it's made me reevaluate everything like shit, you know, like taking things for granted when you have them. Yeah. yeah. Taking everything for granted. Um, and also kind of um, what kind of company I, I, I had, you know? I feel that I, I surrounded myself with so many, like, different type of friends. There's definitely, like, friends that you're friends with just because, like, you have school and classes with them. Yeah, kind of just like, uh, what's the word? Coworkers. <laughs> coworkers. No, it's not coworkers. It's, um, um, I know. You wait, have, wait, like, wait. best friends. You have, um, bro, this is gonna, Hold on. This is gonna I piss know me it. off so much. It acquaintance yeah your acquaintances yes yeah so basically like it's not a bad thing though i think i definitely kept like a close connection with my acquaintance or i tried to i tried to like no matter if like they were co-workers they were peers you're or, just easy to be friends with i i, I hope so i you're mean that's just very my goal. like out there I, and that's good <laughs> like in my head like i'm just like, out there <laughs> both <laughs> Um, you being out there in your head makes it easier for you to be out there out there maybe everyone feels comfortable it's like he's yeah, already fucking yeah. he can't judge me he's fucking crazy <laughs> who's he to judge yeah who's he to judge um maybe i don't know i i do try to like have these connections with people and i think that's the biggest thing that fucked me up because like <laughs> so many of these people that i knew was through my social environment through mm-hmm. my um surroundings and I those are the people that I got really close to and they didn't have to necessarily be my best friends but like I think I keep my best friends in a different light than most people do I don't know I I, I think I a lot of people like tell me about this they're like you see friendships so differently than I do and I, I don't sometimes I take it like as a defense because I'm like what do you mean like I love all my friends and my best friends I love them too but I hate when people get offended when I say shit like that <laughs> I'm like why because I'm sorry I don't see things the way you do uh, I guess yeah it's communication communication so 
so one-sided i try to like explain how i like i have this bubble map of like all the different groups of people in my life Mm -hmm. like there's my family my friends like my relationships like school and like they're not gonna see this but like they're like barely touching Mm -hmm. and this is like me in the middle like just like reaching out to all of them yeah but they don't necessarily like have to like coexist coexist in the same bubble see i always try to like bring them all together i notice yeah you do i I definitely like all my acquaintances all my friends family i try to like push them and like get them to be in like that's very good no like i'm trying to do that like slow and steady but is it good though because i feel like sometimes that can backfire where um if your friends like it's two different sides of you kind of um your working side you made friends like they have their own personality and then your fun side you know your activities like they're very different people they don't necessarily mesh what am i in you're you're in a lot honestly yeah so (laughs) if i could be in your working side and your fun activity side like but you haven't met my family side i have met some of your family okay but like it's different meeting them and actually kind of like you know being there it's it's I don't know. It's it's I weird. Love you, Alex. <laughs> That's all I can imagine. Yeah, for my little cousins. Yeah. Yeah, I love them. I love them to death. They're literally my little brother and sister. But um, here we're going again on tangents. <laughs> I forgot exactly what we were even talking about. But like, I think obstacles, right? Right. And um. Yeah, we started talking about the pandemic. That that was it. Then, I, I always, it always traces yeah. back to that. I mean, that's the topic in our head right now, right? Like. We can't just avoid it. We can't ignore it. But going since we're already talking about family, mm-hmm. I think that's another huge obstacle that... Indeed. Indeed. I do declare. I declare? Is that all you need? All the input you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> you start. I start? Okay. I don't know. I think I've, I've had many struggles with my family. Um, I'm starting to kind of like see both the positive impact that they've had on me, but like... Sometimes that positivity can, like, become something that's not so positive, you know? Um, speaking of the family, my mother just calling me, but I will <laughs> decline her. Um, here, let me say I'm busy. I don't know. You asked me something about my family that you want to know. Well, I don't know. I feel like or I know a lot. Or about me through my family. I feel like I, like, know a lot about your family just because we're, like, from similar backgrounds. Like, we both weren't born here. Like, we moved yeah. here. And then, like, we grew up with, like, one parent. And given also that we have a very similar culture, too. Like, yeah. it's Spanish, basically. Spanish-related. Spanish. Spanish colonized. I don't know. I think that back to, like, how we kind of know what we know about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we know that much. I think a lot of our communication. We know is, like the gist because it's a co- it's a conversation like we try to avoid talking about. We re- yeah, we really do. Um, and also like you're very uh, a very kind of short speaker. We have this relationship. I feel like we communicate through so little words. Like you do all the talking and I just nod <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> and that's why that I'm making a podcast. I talk too fucking much. But like not even that. Um, you're you're a very quiet person and. I think we developed this connection because I can kind of understand you through the quietness. We've developed a way of kind of 
figuring out how to communicate without speaking so much i think that those are like my best friendships by the people who like don't make me talk but can already like but understand still get shit out of you. what i'm saying with like how little words i am using well <laughs> in my case it, i think i just make up for how little you <laughs> words you speak and i just like give her all the options and she just chooses and be like and i just like you know assume like that's what it is yes so um it is a method kind of like you how you make your communication with friends but anyway back on family um my family affected me literally from the start i think i touched on this in a different recording with another friend that we were talking about um when my mom my when i was young basically my mom uh left me for like four years to come to the u.s to provide and i i developed this um shit that i <laughs> this is a lot <laughs> but I, I i developed this method of disassociating but still kind of like telling myself oh i love them but you know like if they're not here then you know i'm not gonna worry about it so when she left uh literally she would call me once a week because back then you had to like pay to call um out of the country and she didn't have much money so she couldn't pay more than once a week and then she would call me i would answer the phone and I would be always like busy doing, playing soccer in the streets with my older cousins or whatnot, or climbing trees or doing some stupid shit. But it got to a point like I I didn't even um, like care that much when she would call. I would like you didn't really miss her because you were like occupied with your own stuff. No, I definitely missed her. I missed her a lot, but I didn't know what to talk to her about, and it kind of like. I don't know, it hurt to talk to her sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I would disassociate and be like, yeah, I'm playing right now. Uh, I'll call you next. You I'll take, I'll... Avoid it. Yeah, I definitely avoided it. And I I still do that in like other parts of my life. And it's, it's gone pretty shitty, I think. Because it also goes into how I see friendships where when other people tell me, like back on what we were talking about, where... Um, I, I have this different perception of my friends and my best friends where it's like out of sight, out of mind, but not really. Like, I love them. Like, mm -hmm. I love my mom. I, it didn't change anything, but I'm not going to let... I think it's just, like, easy for you to, like, pick up where you left off with people. Yes, I try to do that a lot. I try to not let the distance kind of affect the relationship we had, but... Sometimes that can be because not everybody understands that. Some people are like, "Oh, you're not texting me anymore because we're out mm -hmm. out of out of your proximity, so you don't care about me." It's like, no, I, that's not what it is. I'm just like, you know, like I, I understand we're both living our lives, and um, yeah, but it can get frustrating sometimes because I feel I I want to work on like i'm on that and try to i'm communicate not being like avoidant yeah yeah i want to work on that i want to be able to make those connections even if they're far away and try to make time for them but also like i feel like in a way it's kind of a good thing but uh, it's just the fact that not everyone does it so i have yeah, to kind of adapt no, to everybody else's it's no it's if it's your thing i don't think you should like have to adapt to other people like they just need to understand that that's the way you are because that's the way I am too. Like my two best friends from middle school, I don't talk to them every single day. We both, we all go to different colleges, but whenever like I see them, like it's like I saw them yesterday. Yeah, but I mean, that's the way they are. They Maybe they want to like talk 
a lot when they're wearing distance. So like there has to be a middle or there has to be a balance or I don't know. I just want to be able to keep those friendships and not let that affect it. But yeah, that's... I don't know. Yeah, no, like sometimes like if I'll think of like a friend I haven't talked to in a while, I'll be like... I'll shoot them a text and I'll be like, oh, hi, like, I just want to check up on you. How are you doing? I hope you're good. I'm always here, like, even if we don't talk always. <laughs> I end up doing that when I'm sad. I text all my <laughs> friends so I can be like, oh, I do have friends. <laughs> but, and then they don't reply. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, what What's something that you think that that's a personality trait? Uh, maybe it's going back to your childhood the way you are that people don't necessarily understand and it's hard to communicate well i just don't talk a lot so people don't automatically assume that i don't talk because i don't like them but it's just like growing up i've just always been like quiet or i guess i wasn't quiet until we moved here but like what's what's the story there all right we'll get to it so like my story is kind of similar to yours but like my family we all moved here together mm-hmm. when i was seven and after a year my dad like left here to go back to where we were from right and he was there like i would see i basically i saw him like twice a year which would be like a month during the summer and a month like during winter break so he was working back at your yeah at your home country yes and well, so I would well, just be like... what was the point of moving here then? If you guys could pretty much provide for yourselves back there. He just liked it better there. Like our lifestyle there was like more relaxed, I guess, mm-hmm. than it was here. I know. But that's what I'm, I mean. Then what was the need to move here? Oh, because his family is here. Oh, okay. So it was, was basically just like him there uh, with us. So we came here to like stay with, like be with his family more. But he left and wasn't with his family. So I don't... Interesting question. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting question. It is. But yeah, no, I feel like that's where, like, what you were talking about, how you would just avoid talking because you don't want to, like, have your feelings out, Mm -hmm. I guess, with your mom. That's kind of how, like, I started to be with my parents. Parents as in both or just your dad? Yeah. Because my mom is, like, a nurse and she... Ever since I was younger, she always worked the night shift. Mm. So, like, when I got home from school, that would be, like, when she was leaving. And when I left for school, that would be, like, when she was going home. It's crazy how, like, we kind of turned things 180, you know, from our childhood. And now we're trying to, like, go out and do everything. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, you were repressed. And now that you're, like, a grown adult and you could do whatever you want, you want to do all the things that That you you weren't allowed to do when you were younger. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was repressed though, because like you know how I feel like similar to your dad that like he enjoyed being back mm-hmm. in his home country. I I really like my childhood personally. I loved it back home, like back in El Salvador. I I did too. It was something that like I don't think any like most people here don't get. Yeah, no, definitely, because like my family hasn't felt like a family since we moved here. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sucks because like there's this need to kind of come here for financial reasons or in your case to see your other family who probably came here for financial reasons but like what are we giving up you know you were giving up something is it was it worth more to Mm -hmm. be happier back home with less or 
be less happy here with more. Yeah, I feel like one of the, like the other reasons we moved here was because, like I said, I wasn't like a healthy child, and like the environment there wasn't good yeah. either, specifically for like me, like an unhealthy child. Right. So that's like another reason we moved here, because like you know, life here is better. <laughs> so they say it's it's because we're all in a bubble. Yeah. yeah, we're all in a bubble here, so it's easier to live longer. But because America is the best country in the world, so they say. So they say. Yes. I don't know. That's so much to unpack. That this. It's a lot. It's a lot talking about family. It's not always easy to look back on like how that affected you, like personally, like your mental health, your personality, all that shit, because. You don't really want to blame them, you know? Like, I feel like our parents did what they needed to do, what they thought was the best option. and But they thought wrong. <laughs> That's what my therapist says. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Um, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Um, I can't really blame my parents. Uh, with my case, I think it was a little worse with um, gangs and mm-hmm. kind of like the after your childhood life kind of goes downhill you can't really do much over there with success i wouldn't be able to be studying architecture i probably i don't know what i would be doing honestly but i'm definitely glad we moved here at least with Mm -hmm. my circumstances but how can we make those that happy childhood those kind of experiences and bring them here because i know it's possible i just what what's missing like it's hard to pinpoint it I don't know, I just, I've always said this, but I feel like life here is just, like, more fast-paced. Like, you don't really have a lot of time to, like, breathe and, like, look around and, like, admire, like, the life you have. It's just, like, I gotta get to work. I have to, like, finish all these errands in eight hours. I gotta go home, see my family, eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's basically, think we're like, contributing to that? How we're studying so hard, working so hard to become something? Aren't we literally just... Part yeah, of the problem, which, then. yes. So, but we were just saying how that was a positive of ours, how we have so many hobbies, how we have so many things that we want to achieve. And then, that's like, I just feel like that part is like the non American part. I don't know. Like, it's a double edged sword, pretty much. Yeah. We're sacrificing so much of our happiness to achieve what? So we can have money to do stuff that makes us happy. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think I don't, know, I don't because, think that's entirely like, true. Architecture does make me happy. But like it's just fun to do other things outside of architecture. Right. I think there needs to be a balance between how much you want to succeed and like cuz like money is not going to make you happy. Like it will yeah, give you will. A, a stability. Yeah, sure, you know, we're going to not have to worry about finance. We're not going to have to worry about our family's health and all that stuff. Um but at what cost are we pursuing this? At what cost are we kind of continuing to work so hard? Because we keep, we, we're saying how we were so happy before. Or how, like, all these countries have this level of happiness that's not achievable here. Or maybe it is achievable, but for the majority, we're too focused on work. We're too focused on pursuing something. I don't know. I feel like half the time I'm, like, pursuing things not for me, but for, like, others. You're back to your... Um, what's the humanitarian kind of that and like yeah like the reason i do things are like for my family or for other people that's it 
Oh, and this is a perfect segue to talk about our drive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Basically, what drives you? What drives me is my future family. Your future family? Very family-oriented? Yes. Despite... Um, a family that I will try my hardest not to be like my own family. Yeah. That's, that's honestly the biggest motivator, I think, to try to do better yes. than what we had. It's funny, I, I meet some people who are like not that family oriented or not even that they're not family oriented, but they're not like worried about it because they're like, oh, we're young and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't I don't know if it's my perspective on things. That's not it's, the bad one. It's but It's definitely because like we were in a situation where like we understand fam- what could go like, wrong. Yeah, where our family like wasn't right i guess or like not that but like there were there were way too much issues like going on in her family yeah so like it's just it just makes sense for us to like not want the same issues to happen to our family right then like if you meet like someone else who's like has a perfect family they're not going to care about like their future family because they assume that it'll be like the one they had and it sucks because usually people who like don't care that much since they have everything already set up or whether they worry about it or not most likely they're gonna end up fine you know they're they're not gonna have these problems um hopefully but what does that say about like us you know do we have to find somebody who's also gone through these kind of terrible things is it possible to be with somebody else who hasn't experienced family issues i think so well i don't because i definitely think it's possible because those people are like like the rays of sunshine i guess (laughs) that's just like the way i put it because like i'm like a dark stormy cloud and sometimes you just need like a ray of sunshine little rainbow to like come in and like brighten up your perspective in life yeah because yours like mine's pretty dark (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just my uh, cynical view on on partner, or maybe my experience. But with me, I, I feel like I usually we have very different perspectives on it. So like, they don't want to start anything yet because like they're not worried about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I kind of want to like, it's an investment for me. I need to figure out what I gotta work on. I gotta figure out how it's going to move forward i got to start soon i can't start too late in my life because then it's like there's not enough time to fix all the problems that will arise i think it's just like that because we're so like in a rush to have something of our own yeah while these like (laughs) other people like they've already had their own stuff like from the beginning yeah damn (laughs) that's kind (laughs) of sad but we've we've lived pretty like despite all the issues obstacles we face i think We've lived pretty good lives, starting, let's say, high school or college. At least I can say that I've I've experienced a lot of things. I've um, achieved a lot of the stuff I wanted to do. Uh, I wouldn't say I would be like, okay if I died, you know, within like 10 (laughs) years. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't regret it. You know, like I think I. I did a pretty like handful of things, pretty large handful, and I'm proud of that. Um, but still, like you know, I can't help but to have that mindset of I gotta get to work. I gotta start fixing shit. 
Yeah. Damn. I don't know. Like, see, all I want in my life is to have my own family, and then I, I'll be good to die. Like, if I could see my kids at least once, mm-hmm. and I die, and you know okay. that they'll be sad. Yes. So make that perfect um, life for them. See, yeah, because that's like another thing. Like, my family is what drives me to like care about the environment so much. Because I, I wouldn't want like my kids growing up in a planet that's like 80 90 percent water because of global warming like i want my kids to experience like the beach and like all that it sucks because eventually it's gonna you know yeah it's gonna happen we don't think about that (laughs) we don't we try to keep positive damn i think i feel like this this episode's a little darker (laughs) than usual so let's lighten up the mood and go back to our hobbies you know like we we're very focused on, on like making events and shit. Yes. Like we're already keeping busy. Keeping, <laughs> keeping busy. We're always keeping busy. Do you think that's um that's more productive? Or let me rephrase the question. What what's probably the most productive way to kind of spend your time doing despite pursuing your career? I love like planning out activities and like events for us to do. Mm-hmm. But like, why is it? The, re- the connections we're making through, like, the relationships. I was just, and like, well, personally, I like to plan shit. Like, I'm super anal. I make spreadsheets. And that's why it. I love going on <laughs> trips with you. This is my partner in crime when any event that I want to go in, she's coming with me so we can both plan it out. Because <laughs> I'm the same way. Before I met you, um, I would plan things out with my friends and I would be so, like... How I'd be like the only one stressing out about the yeah, plans and no, like, no wanna... one else cares because I already planned everything <laughs> out for them. This woman had a spreadsheet for our last big trip. So, um, and it, it went down to like that, not the hour, but like each activity, it had its own time of when we were going to do. It was great. Yes. But um, no, yeah, before I met you, I was that person in my group. I would always be like stressing. I was like, what are we going to do this? What? I have to look up all the all the hikes at this place i have to look up where we're gonna go eat uh, like all this shit you know and do you think a lot of that planning i think that just all goes back to family family or or our childhood both it's just like us wanting to make sure that it's gonna be a good time not only for you but for everyone else around you yes you literally just put it into words because like i think not even in, in big events that i'm doing but like how i told you that i like to kind of mix in my group of friends mm-hmm. that you know are separate in, this but, reminds me of your, your toga party that was fun <laughs> yeah because it was out literally so... all your friend group yeah that was crazy and i was stressing over that i was like what am i gonna do what kind of activities am i gonna i just have? remember like everyone cheering your name that that made me happy that i was, was like bro, it was i was like it was a success that is exactly like how i want every event planned but it was stressful to do all that <laughs> there's some Cause like I feel like there's people who are just very free and worry, and they don't really worry about these things. And honestly, like I kind of want, I kind of want a little bit of that. I kind of want to not worry about what's gonna happen next and just let things happen. I think that's just like our mentality. Like like I was saying, we're not like rays of sunshine mentality. We're like dark stormy clouds, and you just like. That type of personality just always worries about, like, what could go wrong. It's not like, oh, this is a good time. Like, this is a perfect time. Yeah. 
they're not focused on things that will go wrong. They're just focused in the moment. It's a when, struggle. That's, that can be an obstacle, though. What? I think that can be an obstacle, like pursuing our, ho- our hobbies, pursuing everything. Because sometimes we self-sabotage through what we do. Like, you know, like it sometimes na- the natural route is probably the best route. But because we already planned everything out, that's that's in itself making it unnatural. <laughs> are you are you kind of just thinking about it? Letting it simmer? In? I'm trying to, like, give myself examples. I don't like what? Meeting new friends. I think I always try to figure out which friends, like, I want to get to be friends with. And then I kind of get this idea of who they are because I need to plan out what how I'm going to like become friends with them. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> based on the idea that I thought they were, that can be self-sabotage, you know? Cuz like, oh shit, that's You're not the person like, that they are. Too obsessed with like planning things for the future that you kind of like miss things in the present. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can <laughs> start being more <laughs> aware of that and stop doing it so often. I mean, it's worked so far though. I I've definitely developed like enough friendships that i think are successful through that method so no i think you have a lot of friendships that you don't need to worry about the future because you know they'll like stay so you should just like stay in the moment like don't stress but before i met them that whole process was there was there that's how i kind of like got to be friends with them well sometimes some some of them came out like out of the way i feel like some would still like end up the way it will be without you like stressing about like putting that much planning and effort into it true well hopefully we have at least like something bright and it works for us like at least whether it's career-wise or something because like i don't want to not change something about myself but i don't want to fix or try to like you know be more aware of it and then realize oh shit that was that was working and then I changed it, so now it's now I'm on a wrong track again. Or literally, you guys are seeing this like my mindset <laughs> doing it right now. <laughs> I was just about to point that out. Oh my god! And I'm fucked up. That's that's what fucked me up. <laughs> well, no, I feel like it's good to like experiment sometimes because that shows you like what you're comfortable with and what you're not, and like. If you mess up, you could instantly just like backtrack and go back the right, the correct way you were going. Yeah. Well, guess we'll never know until we're old anyway. Cause like, it gets to a point where you don't know if something's being successful or not until you look back on like. Yeah, cause so much later. If you just go down life in like a straight path, you're not gonna see like anything else in the different direction. So it's perfectly fine to like trial and error make a right and like end up somewhere you didn't want to but at least you saw it right. you got to experience that even though you didn't like it yeah instead well. of just like going life in, in a straight line and not experiencing anything no goods or bads yeah i think that's pretty good like that's a pretty good discussion we did we had I'm pretty satisfied with it. That was good. I like, I want to keep going, but, like... We could... We, part we, two. <laughs> yeah, part two. But we can... Let's take a break, and let's call this um, the ending to this episode. So, thanks for listening. Um, hope to catch you again on the next episode.